0: b Studios.
1: Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Hirsch.
2: Yeah, Judge so Hirsch true. is still working. Judge Hirsch took yeah. over. Oh, yeah. no.
3: It's amazing. He's it's amazing. amazing. The guy's a machine.
2: Yeah. Yes, he is. He's on the Goldbergs. He's holding it down. He's holding it down <laughs> on the Goldbergs as we speak.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: Ian, uh, I'm a Jet fan. You get a lot of Jet games. Um, they, they've you know, they got a good record. Uh, the defense looks good. Uh, I'm, I'm still very concerned about this offense. Um, share your perceptions of how they've been aside from the Cleveland game, which was luck, how they've been
3: winning. Uh, I mean, they have legitimate NFL talent. That was something that, that hadn't been the case in previous years. They did not have very good skill position players. Joe Douglas has built it up. This last draft has been a complete home run. So there's been this injection of youthful exuberance and I think defensively, their attitude has set the tone for the team. And even when you talk to offensive players, having had them a couple of times this year, they'll mention the defense. They'll mention that there's a confidence, and it seems to to really spill over into the offense. Look, the stats are not going to blow you away. Offensively, they do just enough. And then, obviously, losing Brees Hall for the season takes away their their main home run threat, but they haven't made the big mistake. And that's probably been the headline for Zach Wilson this year is that he's just not throwing picks. He's not turning the ball over. He's not throwing touchdowns either, but they're not shooting themselves in the foot. The defense has been excellent. Their run defense, really good. Their secondary is elite at the cornerback position. And, this team finally has a little attitude and something to back up the words that we've heard that we were going to see a different jet team, a different culture, a different attitude. Uh, It's real. It's, it's been real. But with all of that said, uh, there, there's still a a lot of holes and and a lot of challenges that they go through. If they're going to be a true playoff contender.
2: How are they going to Vera Tucker, they were playing him all over the line, uh, the, and they were, you know, praising him on a weekly basis. It was, I yeah. guess, fairly incredible what he was doing. He's been right tackle, left tackle, playing guard. Um, going into this week, uh, what's the shape of the offensive line?
3: Uh, not great. Not great. They're going to play Cedric Obwehi, a veteran at right tackle who they just recently signed. So it's not like he's been with them throughout camp and they've worked with him. It's, it's still a new relationship. Uh, They've had to mix and match based on a bunch of different injuries. They lost Makai Becton before the season started. George Fant went from the right side to the left side, back to the right side because they signed Dwayne Brown. Brown goes down. They have to move Fant to the left side. Fant gets injured, so he goes on IR. They place Max Mitchell into a more pronounced role. They like what he's doing at right tackle, a rookie out of Louisiana, a fourth-round draft pick. He goes down with an injury. And then Vera Tucker, as you mentioned, has been all over the line and was playing at a pro bowl level and he's done for the year. So Nate Herbig emerged as the right guard. He's been very solid. Connor McGovern has been the starting center. He's played every snap. Lakin Tomlinson signed a big contractor in the off season. And he has been underwhelming, let's say this season at, at left guard. So, uh, Everything that you just mentioned, that's real. They they are uh, definitely not where they want to be on that offensive line. They have run the football effectively, but I think that had a lot to do with the guy that, that might have been en route to the the uh, rookie of the year in the NFL offensively, Brees Hall, who's now done with a torn ACL. I,
0: and fr- from a national perspective, <laughs> would you ever thought in a million years you would have seen what we all saw this past Monday night regarding how the quarterbacks were handled by Bill Belichick
3: no no it it was it was so out of character and and look here's the one thing I would say obviously having done so many Patriots games through the years having uh, sat down with Bill Belichick through the years the man is a football genius but uh, these guys are still human it doesn't mean every single decision they make and every way that they handle a situation is always 100% ironclad correct Belichick's percentage is higher than any other coach out there but it it also doesn't mean that there aren't mistakes made how that was handled how it played out on monday night against chicago it it just wasn't it wasn't smooth it was disjointed it didn't work and it doesn't mean that that's it this team now has lost its handle on how to win but in that particular game it it just was so un. Patriot-like. Yeah. So the idea that Mac Jones is back and he's the guy and there's no more controversy, no board discussion about it, uh, maybe that's going to help behind the scenes. I don't know what was happening behind closed doors, if Mac was aware, if Bailey Zappi was aware, but it, it was odd. And then how the game played out just just felt completely unique to what we normally see from the Patriots.
0: As someone who knows the New York fans, Ian, how do you think they are going to approach someone like Mac Jones on Sunday who obviously right now is very vulnerable to I guess being emotionally fragile
3: after what just happened? Yeah.
2: Well, the notorious yeah, you know, MetLife crowd, yeah, that is yeah. a jungle
3: in there. <laughs> you, know, you know what, though, in, in all sincerity, guys, I, I must say this, having called a lot of games at MetLife, Jet Games, Giant Games, there, there was something about the new place that, that just didn't quite feel right. And as I think through it now over the years, the Jets and Giants have not been very good. They, they just haven't had strong records. And I would assign it almost, not the record part, but the lack of ambiance. You would assign it to an idea that, all right, this place just doesn't rock. It, it just doesn't doesn't feel like the old place. You, you don't have the, the atmosphere that you grew accustomed to to the old Giants stadium. And clearly, it, it's had more to do with the results. Because this year, having done a Jets game there, having done a Giants game there, the victory... Over Baltimore recently, it is much louder. It is more boisterous. I think the fan bases have been awoken for the first time in many years. The fact that both teams are are playing well and finding ways to win games. I still don't know if Jets and Giant fans are under some impression that okay this is it this is, sure. this is the playoff run hey, right. it's there, years there of disappointment be, yeah <laughs> yeah there seems to be a little bit of that okay i know something's coming eventually i'm going to enjoy it now but there's a a hesitancy in fully immersing yourself <laughs> in what could be this year so, you're describing my co-host
0: Fred. I, I, that's exactly <laughs>
1: that's what that's Fred. No. That's the conversation from 20 minutes ago.
0: <laughs> he's, he's, he's as defeatist of a person, and I'm trying to convince him that if the Patriots beat the Jets, that that's a good win. And Fred's like, nah, "Yeah, the Jets suck. Be,
3: they're only going to be six two. <laughs> <laughs> they're not good." He's, he's, he's,
2: he's setting up his psyche to be able to
0: handle this. <laughs>
2: they, I, they, I, they're I, not good. <laughs>
3: I do think I do think and this is crazy to put it in these terms but just again my personal opinion having seen it uh, evolve and develop over the last few years I do think the game operation staffs of both the Jets and Giants game day operations they have up their game they brought in a live dj they're trying to get more music and oh, it's louder. it's the worst
0: it's the worst i, I hate they've it,
3: changed it. it they've changed I, it and, and there's you, no doubt in my mind you
0: of all people that have a have a firsthand look at sometimes overdoing it now i remember because you call games the barclays in in, in Brooklyn. Oh, sure. i remember when it first opened we went out there i think it was the, it was either the first season or it was it was the first season that paul pierce went there and we went to one yep. of the games And I remember going in there, and that was when they had that huge part. I don't don't think they still have it, but that huge part of the stands was where the DJ booth was. Big white DJ booth on top. And I remember going in there, and I'm like, I guarantee you a thousand consultants came up with this, and it's just the worst. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It just failed on every single level. Like, you think it's – like, the Rams, you can hear it on TV – like you know, he on the house, and it just yes. is the worst when that gets with because like, somebody who's like you know in their seventies goes, "What's hip with the kids?" DJs get them moving, <laughs> and it just backfires horribly every single time. So you tell us uh, the jets' I, I, have I, DJs. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on.
3: I look. I want every DJ to get whatever gig they can get. Okay, <laughs> Let, let's not. Let's not talk about DJs not getting consistent work. I want DJs to get work. But I will agree with you that there was, and this really started more NBA when I I got my first NBA job, 1994. And by like 97, 98, I started noticing half the arenas they were pumping in the same type of music. It was like, bam, 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 Please welcome your Vancouver Grizzlies. <laughs> and there's like 11 people. I was like, what's happening here? So it's just grown and grown and grown. And, yes, that has definitely been a bigger part. We know with Gillette, they go with a different approach and it's a lot of 80s music and it, it just seems and, booing your own work.
0: quarterback you know things I mean like that, that happens sure.
3: that that can sometimes be be part of what takes place but uh no doubt Jets and Giants game it's just much louder than it's ever been before is it completely artificial is it a combination obviously the winning has helped Change the the vibe inside that stadium. Well,
2: I mean, Fireman Ed's back, and he's for the children.
3: (laughs) So he had fallen out of favor. Yeah, you're right. You follow the drama. Of the true Super Jets fans. That, that is 100% correct.
2: There's two great things about Fireman Ed. One is he wouldn't do the Stern show because he thought it wasn't good for his brand. (laughs) It was like, you know, (laughs) like, I can't do Stern. I mean, I'm for the kids. I'm fine. I'm a fan. (laughs) And then, and then when he, then when he's like, I'm not going to games anymore, like, like he expected people to like, Oh Jesus, no. (laughs) Ah, please say it's not so Fireman Ed. You're a fireman and a fan, and it's all the same.
3: So uh, I, did ha- I did have a moment in an airport many years ago uh, going to cover a Jet game, and I'm sitting in the waiting area, and someone comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder. He's like, all right, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And there's like 10 seconds of that back and forth, and now you're <laughs> trying to figure out, do I know him from high school? How do I know <laughs> this person? And it's fireman Ed without – the fireman gear, and it took me a solid ninety seconds. i like, oh my goodness, I'm talking to Fireman Ed, and I have not connected the dots. Was he so pissed? Finally, was by he the time pissed, we you didn't bored. know?
0: Was he was he like, oh no, he doesn't know who oh, I yeah. am? No, we
3: were good. We we had a bro hug. I mean, I just went with it. It, it <laughs> was I like, could have been my cousin. Like truly, there was a moment. Where like, am I related to? Him? And then it hit me. It was Fireman Ed. So uh, we he were was still
2: he was still in his scrubs. He just had gotten out of series.
3: <laughs> yeah, or it's like you know, seeing your teacher at Target. It just it, <laughs> right. it throws you off for a minute.
2: Yeah, I saw my shrink at a bar one time. It wasn't. Oh, work. yeah. I, you I, 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 We've
0: I, all had that. That's
2: rough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, we had to stop. All right. Well, Iron Eagle Well, congrats. It, we had to say congratulations oh, to yeah. you oh, that yeah. you are going to I mean, you want to talk about an iconic gig that you're picking up. Uh you're gonna be replacing Jim Nance next year, right? In March Madness.
3: Oh yeah, 2024. That, that announcement came out uh, this week, and it's been it's been a wild few days just to hear from from people from your past, from your youth, from college years, from uh, all walks of life. It's it's been awesome, and obviously, I'm really excited. Jim Nance, it's going to be his 30th Final Four. This is a run that is unprecedented. It will be unmatched, unparalleled. So to be in that chair and uh, to to take over for a legend like Jim is is pretty incredible and, and literally one of those dream come true moments. So I, I really appreciate it, guys.
2: Well, Ian, well, I, I got to tell you that part of that gig now That's is right. uh, you gotta, <laughs> it's, it's, you're going to have to promote yourself Friday night lineup on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Ian's the wacky neighbor. You'll never guess who moved in next to the Connors. <laughs> and it's Ian. Oh, and, he's like, no. and they're like, Ian. And you're oh, like, ah, I, know. I lost all my right. money. I'm next to you people now.
3: Like, right. I, I don't want to break news because that's not my job necessarily. But uh, I did get a call from the people at Bob Hart's Abashola about maybe doing a quick, <laughs> quick little <Bob> Hart's cameo. <laughs> I forgot yeah.
0: about that show. What the hell? <laughs> it's the guy, it's the the big comedian we met. Oh, had was that one? Bob Hart's on the <laughs> show. <laughs> what the hell is that, Fred? You know it. You How see the commercial you not know a thousand about times. This TV show. It's,
3: it's, Don't downplay your knowledge. You know all you, about. Fred, Bar- you know The you know,
0: It's it's that. Who's the big? What's his name? He came in studio that one time. Oh, the guy from Mike and Molly. Yeah, that Mike guy. and Molly. It's, Yo, it's him. Oh,
2: oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with the like the the yeah, African I, I, woman. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and it's like it's like it's like a love story. But but I just I love that you yeah. mentioned that it's the most random. i probably still yeah. on the air television show. Yeah, props, <laughs> Iron Eagle, man.
2: Ian, I, I and you know what? They adopt Ian. It's very funny. They <laughs> oh, they, they adopt Ian, and, up, and, and they hand him some balloons, and off he floats. <laughs> it's a
0: Webster situation.
3: It's George yes, and indeed. ma'am. It's like... <laughs> it is. Oh.
2: Uh, and then Ben Vereen comes, and, and Ian's like... It's like, Dad, you're going to stay forever. And then he's like, I am sure, son. And then the next thing you know, there's a big mess of crying Ian Eagle at there.
3: empty room. Why won't he love me?
2: Yes, exactly. You've seen right. the script. Yes, uh, yeah, we got to look well, at it. It's leaked. Yes. Uh, yes uh, I'm big, big with the higher ups over there. All right, Ian, looking forward to hearing you on the call on Sunday. Uh, thanks so much for the time.
3: Yeah, always great being with you guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <See you. laughs> right, I appreciate it. Boy. Huh? I
2: had I had no idea the name of the show. <laughs> I know I know the show. it's the the, the guy, he's not even that fat anymore. He marries like um like a, a
0: an African woman yes, like a, right. like a woman from Africa. It's it's that's Bob right. Hart's Abishole, and it's so funny because it's like one oh. of the most random shows that you know exists, but you never think about it. Uh, yeah, like like unless that's uh, see that makes it the syndication. I'm watching it,
2: <laughs> but but this is no Goldbergs. I mean, Goldbergs it has Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is on the Goldbergs. He plays the uh, grandfather. He uh, took over uh, for the dude that died, Siegel. What's
0: his face? Oh yeah, Uh, yeah, Siegel. uh, No, 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 not not Garland. George Siegel. George Siegel. That's the
2: actor. Well, he's not the same. He's not the same character. But uh, that I'll tell you, the George Siegel show that's legitimately good is uh, uh, please please shoot me or just shoot me or just shoot me. Yeah.
0: Just shoot um, me. Uh, uh, you know what? I always I, I I remember watching a couple episodes and thinking it was pretty funny. Pam Brady's show. Oh, it's, oh I like pa- Pam Brady. South Park. She's got the track record. Mr. Wong. Yes, indeed. She, uh, she had
2: Pam Brady's show. It was a good show. A very good show. Uh, I liked it, and they had a bald guy that was getting laid by models all the time. <laughs> Relatable. All right. So there you have it. Wow. He, I, that's, a, that's Iron Eagle's always fantastic. I, that's a great gig, by the way. I mean, yeah. that's... that's uh, well, his kid's got national gigs now. His was kid's listening. good,
0: too. He's actually yeah. very, very
2: good. His, yeah, he he called
3: Super he, Bowls for Nickelodeon, right?
2: Yeah, uh, or, uh, I, yes, he, I, did, he yeah. did something for Nickelodeon. I, um, Quentin Williams, by the way, got slimed last week. That's how good he played. Oh, all oh. right. Um, the uh, Iron Eagle's kid doesn't bother me. No, he so does a good I, job. He, did, he does. So that is uh, th- the highest praise I can give
0: Noah. That, Noah Eagle, right? Yeah, he does uh, play-by-play for the LA Clippers. Unreal. Because
2: I, I think obviously Ian's the best play-by-play guy because he's never bothered me.
0: No, I and he, not just that he doesn't bother. I think he's very and good it, at his job. Well, like he, no, but the thing is, is that literally, Rich, I
2: think it takes a tremendous amount of talent not to bother me, <laughs> and uh, and that's all I'm asking for you to do. And I and I see way more of Ion Eagle than you guys cuz the network always has him in New York. Like if the Jets unless the Jets are playing like a dud, yeah. Unless it's like Jets Lions or something, then you get Chris Myers. <laughs> but if it's if, but Ian probably does 6 Jets games a year. So
0: does he do like all of the Nets games and yes. does the weekend yeah. stuff? Boy, that guy yes. works his ass off yeah. then. Yeah. And he travels yeah, and he, with the team and everything? Yeah,
2: and yeah. he if you've been to a Celtics Nets game, like he's on that court like an hour before the game. Like they, there's a whole big pregame thing he's a part of. Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's got he he's he's a busy man in the fall. Yeah, there's no question about it. But it pays off. He gets the final four, which I imagine is quite a payday. And well, that's also chance. like
0: prestigious. I mean, that's you know one of the better gigs yeah, as yeah, far but as being. Like, took and,
3: over from Musburger. Yeah, and yeah, unless and they're, unless gig. they're paying
2: you, you can prestige up where the sun don't shine Mm -hmm. i want that sweet sweet cheddar if you know what i'm talking about i'm talking about green greenbacks rich Mm -hmm. hey talking about uh, moolah yeah i'm talking about moolah Mm -hmm. all right uh we will be back in just a moment
1: backstagecountry.com your online home for all things country music
0: Wake it up, Wake up. Boston sports fans. Describing our show to anybody is is strange.
2: I mean, this is nonsense. What makes a show like this tick, tick, tick? Torture and rich. Oh,
0: God, they're so tall. 98.5, The Sports Hub.
2: Hey, we're Toucher and Rich. And Rich, uh, we are wishing a speedy recovery to our bosses. Our boss Mary Menas' daughter Nicole, Nicole Darvo. Uh, she's in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she's studying, and we wish her a speedy recovery. I guess she's fallen ill.
0: Yeah, and 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 this is a situation that just kind of I think sprung up on on her. So we wish Mary obviously the best as well. We love working with Mary, and this is something that you know obviously wasn't expected. So uh, to uh, Mary and her daughter, we hope her daughter is uh, is okay. So we're sending out good positive vibes out there for everyone who's uh, listening. If you can positive well. vibes, positive vibes. I do believe in that. So. Throw it out there into the universe.
2: Yeah, start. Make with your praying there, Christian boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say prayers. I said throwing positive I'm, vibes. I'm however joking. you, however you want to do it. I'm. I listen. Um, I'm being
2: serious about sending uh, the positive vibes. But I'm breaking your balls, obviously.
0: Well, there uh, are some wizards listening too. So maybe there's some spells that could be cast into the world.
2: Uh, like the girl that I worked with at Jackson and Jills, who was a Wicked and showed up one day with the. Uh, oh, what's that? Sur- the. Oh God the the. Oh, um like like a some sort of like thing she carried around with her. Or? No, she had a tattoo to her forehead. it was the it's a circle with the um... pentagram. No, that would have been cool <laughs> you know, she would, <laughs> If she just came with a full on pentagram, well, I mean, that's like a, I mean, then you're a serial killer. I mean, there's only one way out if you have a pentagram is, is I mean, you're going to jail for life. I think if you get anything tattooed on your forehead. Well, then this is then- before people did that stuff. Um, it's not even like something that that's, it's that wild. It's the, um, I just keep wanting to say so so. It, it, like, oh, the it, Zoso?
0: so, like the Zeppelin thing? No, 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 no. Um, Oh, man. Dude, like, I, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm totally down with that stuff because I love Godsmack, so I thought that I like would know no, it, exactly it, what it, you're it, talking it, about. It's something fairly benign.
2: like It's something that I wouldn't associate necessarily with being wicked,
0: Like a tree, maybe?
2: Or? No, no, it's like a, a, a symbol for something being like 50-50 or something like oh, that. Oh, a yin-yang.
0: Yin-yang, yin-yang, yin-yang. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's what Vanilla Ice has on his gates at the front of his mansion. The yin's on the one side, the yan's on the other one, and when it opens up, they split open.
2: I only got one yang, and it's between my legs. Oh, yeah. You can get in yeah. that
0: thing all day.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> We're from Western <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> my spellstone do help me get taller, <laughs> so we'll rip West off other bands. <laughs> no, God's back's from Haverhill. They're not very... Western Mass. that's stained. Go, that's that's stained. stained. I'd like Who, to buy a By Val. the way... In a Stained Stood Out, the first song that they put... um, uh, Mud Shovel? Mud Shovel. That was a
0: garbage song. I
2: thought it was not bad. You
0: take
2: away... No, 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 no. No, no, no. This was... I can feel your anger. I can feel your pain. Uh, It, It was like a real hard song. Anyway, it stood out to me as not being horrible... Which was the bar at 99X at that point, as they all pat themselves on the back. And I got yeah. involved a little bit too, because it was, I had so much fun when I was there until I got the morning show, and then it wasn't <laughs> fun at all. But they, uh, but um, the, the first song by Stained, I thought didn't suck,
0: which was all that was required for. I, I think you and I are singing the same song. Uh, it's Mud Shovel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it goes I'll But take but, away. but the chorus, but the chorus, that's not the chorus though. I
0: right? can feel your anger. Yeah, 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 I yeah. can feel your pain. Yeah, that song sucked. Yeah, yeah you- It
2: sucks like like do I listen to it like in the car?
0: Like you know what's weird with me is that like I'm I'm not anti stained. Like I thought that when they went like Pure on ballad, like so far away is a good song. Like, I just like. I thought hero. that was actually a good. Well, that's the that's not stain, dude. <laughs> that's saliva and the dude from Nickelback. Oh, so they're a hero
2: So that was the kind of horse crap that we were playing, right? And uh, yeah, Hardy said it's the same song. Anyway, I just recall not
0: hating this song. I I was just bitter because yeah, this song sucks. These guys, yeah, yeah. There's so much good metal that was out at this time, and this is what was chosen to be like. Hey, we're gonna put this out in the stratosphere. I mean, Tool was making like unbelievable, like life-altering albums when Even this came the songs out. Songs were very long. It doesn't matter. They were yeah, still great. Radio, actually, I know, no, no. Stinkfist wasn't a long song. Stinkfist is five and a half Stink songs. To. Yeah, but not when it first came out. It took years for people to put to accept Tool on the radio. Yeah, years. Yeah. It took uh, until. Listen, um, it's not my fight to fight th- for the
2: radio. All I know is that we played a ton of crap. It was all crap. I played the Dumb Whiskey in the Jar by Metallica five billion times. You know what's weird? I don't
0: mind that cover. And, and, I, and, 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 so, and I did not like the Bob Rock um, Metallica wow. years, but I did not mind that song. You didn't work five hours a night doing Living Loud. <laughs> you didn't live in that hell
2: of five hours a night playing only those bands. <laughs> like, like, if you were listening in your car, you would hear, like, an occasional, like, uh, you know, how soon is now. Like, you know, you would hear something would breakthrough. I played only like Days of the New and, and <laughs> Days of the New was not good. <laughs> no, it was awful and trapped. <laughs> but I finally found a reason I read it, cute. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, that, and I think that was even a song from before I got there. Dude, I was bitter. There was
0: so much great music out at that time. So much oh, great stuff oh, and you, that's radio what they chose pl- to
2: play. I, I will hand you the Descendants album all and tell you that the, that, that's a pop record, right? And that every, that there's five songs on all that would have been radio hits. Sure. That are better yeah. than, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a million bands that are better than what they played on the radio. I was bitter about it too. But, but, but we were playing real crap. Like like S and M album by Metallica. I mean, we played yeah. so I played well, so much. S and
0: M might be one of the worst concept albums of all time because what happened was Metallica ended up hooking up with this that Michael Kamen guy who's a, a conductor, and they said, "What if we put music symphonic behind Metallica?" And in concept, as ridiculous as it sounds, it could have worked. You could have actually It worked for no effects. Yeah, you could have had it boost.
2: I actually don't know that, but uh, they, they uh, decline. They they have this like mini like an EP-sized size song. Okay, but when you... Called the you, decline that they had a, the uh, orchestra doing it is actually cool.
0: But what you got with S&M was an orchestra that didn't sound like they were even playing the same songs that Metallica was playing. It was it, as it, if they just like wrote two different songs and played them at the same and time. slowed it down
2: slowed it down to such a... <laughs> uh, just, so, and then I, I just played Dire's Eve every night. Well, Dire's Eve's a great song. I mean, great song. Yes. So that Ooh. was... Yeah, and I can't even listen to it anymore because I played it so many times. Because I would pick the second song for Mandatory Metallica because I uh, had a little bit I did where I made fun of Hicks, but I never played what they requested. <laughs> that was kind of the joke. And uh, so I would just play Dire Eve* <laughs> Just over and over. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the, I, anyway, so Stained, I, when I, I l- recall. When I, to not- you,
0: when I listened to that, Fred, the, the manager when you used to do that, I would actually get pissed when people would call in and request anything from, like, load or reload. I think. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Hell yeah, we- Load
2: era. That's my, my cover band. I'm a Metallica <laughs> Load era cover band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's like you know the Step Brothers. It's only post uh What was it? Nineteen nineties. Billy Joel. That's all we'll play. It's like. Oh, only- by the way,
2: their cover of Green Hell sucks. Oh, Green Hell's good.
0: Like, Green Hell's good because it was just a throwaway song on that Garbage Days uh, EP. It was great. It was just like a throwaway thing.
2: Yeah. They're...
0: They're just, that's just them jacking around. Like, I didn't even put much stock in a Green Hell. Yeah, Green, Green Hell's,
2: Hell's. Hell's a better song than that.
0: But I, then again, I had never heard Green Hell before Metallica did it. Like, that was my introduction right. to that, which was kind right. of a cool thing. I suppose, yes. Yeah, it wasn't
2: bad. At least they were still like Heshers back then.
0: Yes, very much so. I mean, Bob Rock really cleaned them up. He just... Well, listen, he made all their dreams come true and made them gazillionaires, but he also made them suck for a while. But you can't clean
2: up Hatfield as much as you try. He's still got the <laughs> pockmarks and everything else. Even if he stand out in front of... When he's got those shopping bags when they're like in Milan or whatever and everyone makes fun of the picture, I I still see... I still see the young Hesher in him, <laughs> just acne-ridden. Like all, he looks like Alan Trammell, John. If you want to get in on the conversation, oh. <laughs> he, 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 no, looks, no. Alan Trammell, uh, you
0: can tell, had an awkward adolescence.
2: Sorry, someone say baseball. I'll just, all I'll right. I'll
0: just never forget the day that the Black Album came out. Like everyone was, I mean, it was huge. This that's back when you used to have. What year have to, was that? Ninety-two, I or ninety-one? I think it was ninety-one um I think it was like October of ninety one. I could be wrong. No, it was the beginning of the football season. I do remember that because I remember I was with some of my friends, and um like we went to the open. When was it, John? August twelfth. August twelfth. That's right. August so it was 12th, right before. Fo- it was the beginning of football season. Yep. yep and um it was during two days if i'm not yeah it would be that would be august uh, okay so i remember we went late to the music store when they opened and uh we got the album and i remember my friend listened to the entire thing and we were driving around listening to it and he threw it out the window i've done that to a record he said this is because the, the the drastic change from injustice for all to the black album he threw it out the window now it's when not I, that bad but he hated it when I was
2: in fourth grade, Todd Anderson gave me uh, Theater of Pain by Motley Crue, and I took the tape, and I just smashed it against the wall. <laughs> I said, thanks for nothing. Didn't Theater
0: of Pain have, like, one or two good songs?
2: It, it, but it's the album that they all hate, and you could not name more than two songs on that album. You can name two songs off that album. One's a cover, Smoke in the Boys' Room. Well, I thought yeah. that
0: uh, Louder Than Hell was a great song. That was a good one. Um, wasn't? Um, they hate that record. That was their I know. heroin I, dude, record. I've read the book. I know. They, 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 there's certain things they say in that. I'm like, dude, that was a good album. Home Sweet Home. No, 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 no. I'm no. not saying the whole album. I'm saying they, they, they hate home. all of their
2: albums. Home Sweet Home. Well, no, they thought they got right on Girls, Girls, Girls. The Home Sweet Home and Smoking in the Boys Room were the two songs off that. Everything else is,
0: is unlistenable. And like it loud, like it loud, like it loud. Oh, that was a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. City Boys Blue sucked. Um, Use it or lose it was pretty cool. Save Our Souls was a good song. Save Our Souls has a great riff. Mick Mars wrote a great riff for that song. You were throwing around the word "great" an awful lot. Save Our Souls is a great riff. It's put dirty. on Save Our Souls right now because they don't think it's because
2: I got news for you. They don't think it's any good. So you're like the guy. You, you put, but then again, I follow like a KISS fan page on Instagram. And they're like, what's your favorite song on uh, on The Elder? And they're all like, oh, it's so
0: hard to tell. Yeah, so by the way, Mick Mars not touring. Retiring from touring. It's going to be uh-huh. uh, Rob Zombie's guitarist.
2: John Five.
0: John Five. Who is a total joke? Save our souls, Lord in heaven. <laughs> Dude, that was a dirty riff. Yeah. And
2: they won't play it. You'll never hear him play it. Uh, it's not uh, something that they're proud of. All right, what is coming up in the old stack
0: How to know what drugs Matthew Perry was on on an episode of Friends. A member of the Miami Dolphins is being sued for the most embarrassing of reasons, and the Lakers stink so bad that the sportsbook have had to resort to drastic measures. Uh, It's not good
2: when the Lakers aren't this good. All right, uh, we will be back.
1: Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. (laughs) Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on Backstagecountry.com. Text Oscar to 45911 and we'll send the link straight to your phone.
3: Dutcher and Rich, Dutcher and Rich, continues.
0: Sports Hub. Now it's time to get to the stuff that we couldn't get to. It's the stack.
1: Oh. I
2: got a wild weekend ahead of me. In charge of both kids. Mm -mm. And what's the. They're at the ages now where they can go and do their own thing. But you, uh, as a responsible parent, it turns out you you still have to uh, be ready if called in a pinch. Yep. So that sucks. Gotta hang out. (laughs) Gotta be close by. I just realized, like, how. It's so funny how, like, little your kids like think of you (laughs) like um first of all like my son will be like play tennis with me, play tennis with me so I'll go okay I'll play tennis with you and like I'll go to his school and like we'll play tennis and then he'll see one of his friends and he'll be like dad give me your racket and I'll go okay and then I'll just have to sit there while they play tennis and I'm thinking like imagine if you did that to one of your friends like you you go like hey you want to go play tennis they're like yeah and then you're like Oh hey, uh, another one of my friends is here. Give me your racket, and, 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 and you just... and my cell phone doesn't work at his school, so it's like just I have to sit there with no cell phone and like nothing to do. It's just, they they just think of you as these human taxis to walk all over. Mm-hmm. I find it a, a little uh, off-putting. You got to bring a crossword next time, Fred. <laughs> just bust out the old crossword. Yeah. Uh, If anyone has any advice on how to fix a wind-up watch that won't wind.
0: And you just just bought it? Yeah, I just bought it. Return it. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you just got it, just return it. Because it should be winding, I would think. I got got it in the mail, so I got to find a box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then print out the old label and stick it to it with tape. Yeah, and oh yeah, pain in the
2: ass.
0: John says he uh, just saw some posternock news. What's going on? Uh, this is from Pierre LeBrun, who used to work for ESPN. Now he works as the senior
3: uh, national NHL writer for the Athletic. Dialogue continues between posternock camp and Bruins. My read, Pierre LeBrun's read, is there's still some sizable
0: gaps in position. This could be a grind of a negotiation, like we saw with Philip Forsberg and the Predators, which went to the wire. In each case, player wants to stay put, but what is fair? So it sounds then that they're uh, they're, they're lowballing him pretty pretty well. I mean, if he wants to stay there, yeah. And who
2: wanted pasta for lunch? Was the call on the matinee on Saturday? Uh. Who what he scored? They go goes, mm-hmm. Who wanted pasta for lunch? That's right. Mm-hmm. Everyone. It's tasty.
0: It's delicious. <laughs>
2: His name's Pasta, pasta Bullionese. It's like pasta. Pasta, pasta Bollionese. Bollionese.
0: uh By the way, there is a video that's out there. of uh, What's his name? Uh, what's the kicker for the super kicker from the Ravens? Justin Justin, <laughs> yes, Justin. Justin Hirsch. Tucker. Justin Tucker. Yes. There's a video of Justin Tucker on the plane after the win last night. And uh, they're saying, hey, what's going on? And he goes, well, Lamar Jackson's doing high knees up and down the plane right now. and <laughs> We're all trying to get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so even, like, kickers are busting on Russell Wilson throughout the yeah. league. So. Have at it. Well, here's how you know what drugs Matthew Perry was on when he was doing Friends. He said in his brand new book, quote, you can track the trajectory of my addiction if you gauge the weight from season to season. He said, when I'm carrying weight, it's alcohol. When I'm skinny, it's pills. And when I have a goatee, it's lots of pills. He said that uh, by the end of his third season, where uh, he was trying to obtain 55 Vicodin a day. Jesus. 55. Does Vicodin have Tylenol in it? I don't know
2: because Percocet or Vicodin has Tylenol in it, and if it is the one with that uh, acetaminophen or whatever the acetaminophen uh, that that I mean that'll blow your liver up quicker than alcohol. Like if you take that much Tylenol, that'll blow. Yeah, okay. So if that Vicodin's got Tylenol on, or the active ingredient Tylenol in it, I mean that will make your liver explode. Oof. That's worse for your liver than alcohol. Uh, sounds but, awful. But... By the way, I saw an intervention where the guy was addicted to drinking. Um, uh, a hand sanitizer. Ooh. Oh, oh,
0: why would you do that? Yeah,
2: because it's like first of all, it's like almost like 100 proof. And, um, oh, I really? Guess it's, yeah, it's like 90% alcohol. Oh, so, um, it's a so that would make it 180 proof, but, um, you didn't get drunk during the pandemic, then mm-hmm. you can find that stuff anywhere. Oh, maybe that's why it's it's like a fine wine. He's uh, aged them. That could be it. Well, Miami. But don't... I do find it interesting when people, in retrospect, you know they were on drugs. Like uh, it, it is, and he he dramatically his appearance, Matthew Perry's dramatically shifted during the Friends. Yeah, yeah, it
0: definitely did. Well, Miami Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard is facing a large lawsuit after a woman came forward alleging he knowingly gave her genital herpes, big which is an incurably an incurable sexually transmitted d- disease. Uh, she is seeking damages in excess of not a well, not a lot, thirty thousand dollars. She's also demanding the suit be heard in front of a jury, so you know, obviously to embarrass him there. So uh, they met, first met in two thousand eighteen on a date where Howard asked her out, and at the beginning of the relationship, he told her that he had no STDs, even showing his negative test results, how romantic. He also learned that he had contracted genital herpes in 2019, but didn't tell her according to the suit. Instead, he proceeded to stand by his assertion, and then they, of course, ended up having unprotected sex and didn't tell her about it. How
2: come she couldn't see what was doing? Uh, I don't know. Because unless it's active, unless you're flaring up... You ain't, you, you're not going to get it.
0: But his, uh, response to it when, so he initially denied having herpes when she confronted him about the results, but eventually admitted to knowing he had it and apologized for passing it to her saying, quote, man, I've been told you, I was sorry for giving it to you, but what can I do now? The damage is done. You keep bringing it up as if it gun changed something like your ass can't move on. <laughs> and that was actually put in the lawsuit as evidence that. Well, he, he stole knew. that from uh, a Ziggy. <laughs> that was from a Ziggy. <laughs> that character. Ziggy's at the complaints department. <laughs> That's right. When it comes <laughs> to gentle herpes Ziggy. It's gentle herpes Ziggy out there. <laughs>
2: um, big deal. I, I, everyone's got herpes. Yeah,
0: what are you going to do? And uh, the Lakers suck so bad that a sports book is already paying out Lakers' win total under bets because they suck. Oh, man. Points bet USA. Put out a release yesterday saying, early payout. The Lakers suck right now, so we're paying out everyone who bet under 44.5 and under 45.5 wins for them this season. They're not even waiting, saying, have your cash. Free press. All right.
2: Everyone have a great weekend. That'll do it for us. Enjoy the Patriots beating the Jets this Sunday. That'll do it for us. Bye.